Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock, Kasopoulos, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, and our guest today, NFL's Marathon Man, the voice of NFL Sundays. You really are the Iron Man, my friend. Well. We watch you every weekend. Red Zone, Scott Hansen, joining the show. How you doing today, Great Scott? Great to be with you guys. Yeah. Cool, you, you, cool you, setup you got here. You took like Brett Favre's nickname. You really did. It, you, well... Far had to play through a lot more than than I've ever had. Although I have I have gone in injured and sick and and uh, you know uh, inhibited at right. some times for red zone, but never missed a show, never missed a, an hour, never missed a touchdown. Well, some people I think all want the same question answered: the iron bladder. Yeah. Do, do you make bathroom stops? I I, I do before. And after the show. Really? What? Yeah, the truth is, yeah, the truth is, this is the number one, pardon the pun, question in my life that I get is, and everyone thinks they're asking me it for the first time. No, so, we know. They're, yeah, they, they think like, you know, <laughs> like, or someone comes up to me, whatever, in a grocery store or something, hey, my girlfriend and I watch Red Zone all the time, uh, but we always wonder, when, when do you go to the bathroom? Some, some people come to me and say, how do you go to the bathroom during that show? And I said, well, it's not the how, it's the when. Yeah. And the when is, I actually take two bathroom breaks before the show begins. In fact, the last bathroom break is, you know, the five-minute countdown clock that we put up? Sure. You know, yep. count it down, and people love Red Zone so much, they tune in just to watch the, the yeah. countdown clock. Right? I've been there. <laughs> During that five-minute countdown clock, I'm in the men's room doing my thing and then shutting it off because uh, it's – it's mind over matter, and I value my professional requirements more than I do my biological requirements. So Dude. when we're out of the season, is your is your like body just like yeah. regulated in you're a like, way where it's you're like, like David Blaine mode? He's trained his body. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first the first weekend after Red Zone, so we just had it. You know, Super Wild Card weekend is my first weekend after Red Zone, and my body does feel on Sundays. My body is like. That's the crazy. alarm doesn't go off at 5 a.m. because I don't need to wake up at 5 a.m. on that first Sunday, and yet I still, my eyes still are like, okay, wait, wait, wait uh, you know. It's like a biological and clock, literally. It, it, it is. The rhythms of the season. I mean, I do, in, in season, I'm a creature of habit, a habit. On Monday, I'm doing the same thing every week. Week 1, week 12, week 18, I'm yeah. doing the same thing on Monday. I'm doing the same thing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Just building up towards Red zone. It's a lot like being a football player. You see the result for seven hours in my case, or three hours in a football player's case, but there are tens of hours, dozens of hours of work that lead up to it because it's all an ad lib show for seven right. hours, no teleprompter. I mean, you have no idea host. what's going to happen, even of though people, people say it. the NFL scripted. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I, I can tell you that it's not. You know, it's, <laughs> I hope not. We yeah, were talking yeah. about the Patriots Raiders before we started. Uh, I hope that yeah, wasn't scripted. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, how did Red Zone get started, man? We got it now. Well, so there are now it, it has started to drift towards the mist, mists of urban legend as to like how it all came about. Now, I can tell you about NFL Red Zone. I yeah. assume your audience might be savvy enough to know that there were up until this season two 
red zones. Correct. Okay, you're you're familiar. You guys familiar? Okay, yep. hopefully the audience couldn't yeah. tell you who the but other one was. I, I only okay. know one red well, zone. Well, no, not important. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> that there's the red zone channel, not NFL red zone. The red zone channel on Directv. And only on DirecTV. That's yeah. why more people know about NFL Red Zone and Scott Hansen, I guess, because we're everywhere. We're on every platform except DirecTV. They were only on DirecTV. The Red Zone channel, it predates uh, NFL Red Zone. Mm. Uh, Andrew Siciliano, a buddy of mine, a Phyllis Syracuse grad of mine, uh, expertly hosted that show for, for years. And we don't think that they're coming back anymore because DirecTV has lost Sunday ticket, the, mm. the package. And if I'm getting too in the broadcasting weeds here, let me know. But uh, they originally started a Red Zone style channel and then NFL Red Zone developed it. And uh, one of one of your bosses right here at Believe, as a matter of fact, Eric Weinberger was the coordinating producer, executive producer at uh, NFL Media. And he was one of the people that spearheaded NFL Red Zone getting formed. Mm -hmm. And then the president of the network signed off on it, whatnot, and then they were looking for a host. And as soon as I heard, I was already a, a roving reporter right. for NFL Network. They would send me out to whatever, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough to do the Patriots-Jets game. But I'd be the guy in the, in the press box here covering the, the Jets-Patriots game live. I'd have my laptop open, and I'd be elbowing the, the reporter next to me, yeah. you know, my left and right, saying, hey, yeah, yeah, I know the Patriots and the Jets are playing right here, but hey, Tony Romo just hit Terrell Owens this, for his yeah. second touchdown in the first half. <laughs> hey, hey, Adrian Peterson's almost got 100 yards at the half for yeah. the Vikings, like looking at all these other games. Mm -hmm. So I always was, was fascinated and gravitated towards the 10,000-foot view of the NFL as opposed to one team or one conference or one whatever have you. And when I heard we were starting this channel that was going to show every touchdown from every game mm -hmm. for seven straight hours, no commercials, and we could basically write the, the way we want to do it, we could, we could invent it and do it the way we wanted to, I said, I want to be the host of that thing. Was it a battle to get that job? Well, it, I, I actually threw my hat into the ring. Like I said, I was already working for NFL Media, so they yeah. knew me. They knew my some of my skills. But I said, guys, this was meant for me, or I was meant for this. And I, I called him up. Uh, a guy by the name of Jamie Heeman was the talent coordinator at the time. I said, Jamie, is it true that we're starting this? This is in the deep summer of 2009, okay? And I said, is it true that we're starting this NFL Red Zone channel in the fall. He says, yeah. I said, uh, who do you got to host it? He said, well, we're looking at a few people. I said, is my name on the list? He goes, yeah, your name is on the list. <laughs> and so, so I, I don't know if you, you want to see the, that list. Right there. Exactly. I, I said, I said, okay, I want this. So what they did was an audition, right? Like any broadcasting job, you know, a lot of times you do, you do an audition. Now a typical television audition is 10 minutes long. Like, they'll, they'll pop you up on set. They want to see how you look on camera, how yeah. you sound on the right. microphone. Can you do crosstalk with one of the other co-hosts and stuff like that? Well, because Red Zone, part of the name of the game is stamina and ad-libbing for a long period of time, the audition for this was not 10 minutes. The audition was five hours long. <laughs> Whoa. Yo, and here's what? what they did. It was like in June or July Jeez. of 2009. They put me into a studio at NFL Network. There was no games going on, obviously, in June or July. So they took a random week from the season before. And they basically took 
uh, eight videotapes, if you will, of eight different games, queued them all up to the kickoff, pressed play simultaneously, and said, talk. And go. Go. What was your prep for that? That was that's a great question because my prep for Red Zone is insane because it's, you know, I don't know if I've got 12 games on an average weekend. I don't know which two or three are going to have the fantastic finish, right. but I do know two or three of them will have a fantastic finish. But it's obviously live and in real time, so I'm studying all of the injury reports, uh, quotes out of the locker room, what the beat writers are saying in their, in their low. My, my prep is very, very in tune because we've got those games going on live on Sunday. For right. this audition... It was like it was like week five of two thousand and eight. <laughs> so mean, I'm literally like I don't got. But they they in told front of they me. told you ahead of time which week it was going to be. I believe I don't remember that. I think they did, but it wasn't like it it wasn't like you could go back in time and say, well, this guy said this in the locker room, right, you know, right. uh, about this team, and so that builds a storyline right. or whatever. It was more you had to just player identification, do your transitions from game to game, yeah. make it as smooth and as slick as possible, and and the old TV saying, never let them see you sweat. I sweated. <laughs> I was wearing a suit, full suit. I flop sweated. I mean, right dude, through five hours. And it was five hours long, and I, I remember my head was spinning, and I remember thinking, well, at the end of it, I either just got this job or I ruined my career. Because <laughs> everyone's going to go, that guy knows nothing. That yeah. guy, what, what is he doing? I mean, so, who, who is the casting, like, the casting director who put that audition together is, like, a little crazy. They're a yeah, little off little, there. You have to Five know, hours? A little sadistic. So, no, no, you, frankly, yeah, yeah, that's a, so, yeah. So get this. So it's get like seal so training. Here, here, <laughs> here's, the, here's the way it wrapped up. So, again, I was a roving reporter. So after I did my audition, training camps opened up, right, late July. And I was on the road. I believe I was in Texas. I think I was covering the Dallas Cowboys at the time. But I'm in a hotel room in between practices uh, for the Cowboys in their training camp. And I get a phone call. And it was Eric Weinberger, the, the uh, former executive at the NFL that I mentioned. And he goes, hey, Scott, I just want to let you know that we want to name you the host of NFL Red Zone. Wow. And I go, wow. I go, I go, that's awesome. And then, and then I go, I guess I go, <laughs> so, so you watch the, you watch the five hour audition and he goes, Scott, I watched the first 10 minutes of it and I knew you were my guy. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, and, you're, so, you're, you're Eric so, is pretty good. And, by oh, the way. Yeah, yeah, And so I, so, um, I, so he says this and of course it was a big compliment. So I'm <laughs> on the phone. I'm, I said, Oh wow, that's great. And in my mind, I'm thinking, then why in the did you have me do five hours yeah. and flop sweat through a suit yeah. and, and and put myself in that type of so but all's well that ends well uh yep I was named the host and uh we got on rocking and rolling yeah. in uh, September of 2009 and more than 200 episodes later it, it's changed the way people watch football if it makes you feel better I'm sure someone watched all five hours and someone had to uh, at least exactly. seen you can yes. do it yeah, yeah. go yeah. through like exact parts yeah exactly. someone was very entertained <laughs> uh, yeah hopefully hopefully I oh, that was that, my favorite I week of that, all time I hope that videotape exists somewhere that'd be awesome if they ever do a retrospective on red zone or yeah, well. career or whatever else it would be awesome to find like the the you know the scott hansen audition tape from you gotta dig it up for for next season and, and throw it in there when you i know there's very I, rarely do you have the lulls but when there is it's always great to see what content there's a couple come up times with. where it's like like you know pre-witching hour like third quarter it's like some of the games aren't that close you show all the scores you could throw your old tape up there. <laughs> we did. We did on the 200th episode, which was last season. Yeah. We did 
do a flashback to the very first on camera of NFL Red Zone, the very first time that we were ever on camera. And I remember thinking, I, I don't get nervous. When I'm prepared, I don't get nervous. Yeah. yeah but I was nervous. I was on about to ask show. you. Yeah. What, and the reason was maybe not because of what you think. It wasn't like I was nervous, like, is this going to work? Am I going to be any good? It wasn't that. I was nervous because of this. I thought, Scott, this is going to be a galactic success. I really believed it. Wow. I 100% believed it. And I said, and if you mess up this first on camera, 10 years from now, when they do the retrospective of, here is the very first, like the very first, if you've ever seen the old videotape in 1979 when ESPN Sports Center yeah. went on the air for the first time, they still play that. Wow. Uh, I think it was George Legrand was one of the hosts. Mm -hmm. And they go, welcome to the ESPN Sports Center, you know, and they go on with their yeah. thing. But it's like, that's television history right there, right, right? right? So I remember, I was nervous because I remember thinking, Scott, this is going to be a massive hit. This is going to be sports television history. So whatever you say right now, don't flub it. Don't don't mess up a word. Don't don't look like you're nervous. Whatever right, else yeah. we got, and I, and my first opening words were, you know, welcome to NFL Red Zone. My name is Scott Hansen. Welcome to the first moments of the channel that we hope and we think will change the way you watch football forever. But it, it it's like me. it's the perfect marriage, right? Like because yeah. what you're talking about when you're covering these different teams, but what you care about is every player across the NFL that's performing yep. at such a level of excellence that yep. everyone's paying attention to it and the culmination of what's happening in fantasy football at the same yep. time. I would argue it's as impactful to the sport as fantasy football. Like it's that, like that drive to survive F1 to me, like these are the most pinnacle, like changes in the way we view sports. Like there really isn't anything like that. And I wanted to ask you, like, can you see a world where baseball can do it? Basketball can do it. Cause we've been like, kind of like, you know, going through our minds and jogging around, but really it is like the perfect sport yeah. and the perfect style to view it. And I think what you just said right there at the, at the end, the perfect sport to do it. Uh, first of all, baseball, uh, basketball, I think hockey to a degree soccer has over in Europe tried mm -hmm. to emulate NFL red zone. But here's the thing. NFL football has an advantage and, and it's a few different advantages. One, it's everyone's, everyone's fandom week builds to one day, to right. Sunday. Right, right now, everyone watches Thursday night football, and you're going to watch Sunday night football. You're going to watch the standalone on Monday night football. I mean, football. they got me. But, <laughs> but Sunday, when the games kick off, if whoever, if the Rams are your favorite team, fine, watch every snap of your Rams game. But if, your Rams, if the Rams are your favorite team, I can almost guarantee your second favorite team is your fantasy football team. And you can't watch one game to see your fantasy football team. You can watch one channel to see your fantasy yeah. football game. So uh, the NFL building towards Sunday each and every week, that's a huge advantage for NFL Red Zone. Uh, another thing, all of the kickoffs are absolutely perfectly synchronized. Right. right, crazy. When we go to the Octobox, we literally have, let's say, eight, eight games in an early window. We have eight games kicking off within – 15 seconds of each other, mm -hmm. Yeah. right? So the, the synchronization leads to uh, a rhythm of the day and then, of course, the witching hour with everybody hitting the fourth quarter relatively at the same time. Right. So that's huge. And then you know something else that's big about it? The 40-second play clock. The rhythm of an individual football game allows me, allows us and, and our staff to get you to, okay, you know, San Francisco, uh, third and eight, 10-yard pass, move right. the sticks. They're in uh, the opponent's territory right now. But I know I got 40 seconds right now to get you to Atlanta, to get you to New England, to get you to Chicago yeah. and sneak in another play or two. 
It's way more And then get back, yeah. and you're not going to miss yeah. one snap of that Niners drive that we were just on. No. So the rhythms of that. So what are you going to do if you're in basketball or baseball or whatever else? Like, yeah, okay, ba- I mean, there's a man on third, so we're going to cut to this game. Okay, you might be able to do that, but you might have 12 pitches before anything happens right, in right. that game. What are you going to do in basketball? A guy just entered the paint, so we're going to cut to that game live? You can't do that. The last two you minutes. Know? It's way less predictive, though. You, Yes, and then it's still the, the stagger of almost every other sport where, where the lulls are, where the lulls hit, it's hard to fill in the gaps with more, with more uh, good information and, and entertainment in the other ones. So I think football has the advantage, but it's so successful. Like, look at everything. We say the NFL is a copycat league. Well, sports broadcasting is a copycat industry, right? Yeah. Oh when God. someone sees something that works, everybody is looking for the next well, thing. Why not a shot? I mean, I yeah. brought up Drive to Survive. Like, golf's about to do that, too, like, to try to save the PGA. Like, if they see something work, they're going to give it a go. Let's pitchy pitchy woo woo to the currents to the current season. Nice segue. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the segue. Uh, you do it enough times, you kind of hit one every now and then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what was the craziest play you saw this year in red zone? Ah, well, probably pitchy pitchy woo woo. Well, okay, either the Justin Jefferson catch. Okay, we were talking about that. In yep. in well, we we did a top five plays of the year seen on NFL Red Zone, and we put it out to a fan vote. And the top two in the voting were Justin Jefferson, one-handed grab to keep the Bills in what was still probably the game of the year yeah. Uh, yeah, to really. this point. You I still think, think I don't think I don't think anything else that was a top great game. Yeah, for your... the game of the year, because again, both of them ended up being playoff teams. They're they're both knocked out of the playoffs at this point. But um but but that was such a cataclysmic game. It was a good game. Big time players making plays, and then the insane fumble at the one yard line uh, by the Viking or by, by the uh, Josh by Allen, the Bills, yeah, yeah. just trying to kneel uh, you know kneel the clock out. So there, and then the other one, of course, was Chandler Jones going the other way on pitchy pitchy woo woo yeah, yeah. in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas for one of the craziest finishes, not only of the season but really in all. Ever. In NFL history, uh, the, in NFL history, the botching pa- the Patriots, botching that, and not being able to just get it to overtime, was cost of, the year. It was, the, and it, you could argue that it did. Yeah, the Pats have been on the wrong side of that a couple of times against the Dolphins. Oh my yes. God. Miami God. Yes. Yep. yes, that was a bad and was, one. And it was a strategic miscue in put, both of those. To put yeah. Rob Gronkowski in, Rob Gronkowski right. at safety, one hundred percent. Kenyon Drake outruns him. Yeah, because yep, it's like it wasn't a hail mary formation that was going to be pitchy pitchy woo woo in the, right, in the right, Dolphins right. game. <laughs> and then of course the Patriots on offense, pitchy pitchy woo woo, and they they did a pretty decent job. I think it was Ramondre Stevenson had the ball yeah. first, maybe, and he yeah he got yeah, like thirty yards on uh, field. Yeah. You, you stab forward if you really if you have to. Now the thing was the game was tied. Keep in mind. So it was overtime. If they just go out of bounds, it's overtime. Oh, you took your hat off. Dude, I, I can thing, see that this is thing, personal like, here. I, I mean, I get, yeah. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, it's been so it. rough. I'm, I'm, hearing, it, I'm, like, I'm hearing it from your perspective. You got, we're in a group text, the three of us. I'm watching the game on my phone because I'm, I'm mobile right now. Yeah. Nick's <laughs> no, he's Alex, a, he's ahead Alex is ahead of Nick and I, and he goes, oh, my God. And then the next thing I see is Ramondre start to break it off. I go, oh, my God, Ramondre's going to run into the end zone. And then lateral to Jacoby. And then I literally in slow motion watch Jacoby Myers wind up. And I know Mac is the only – first of all, Mac yes. is the only person back there. Yes. Or a lineman that just tripped over his own feet or something like yeah. that. But you know it's no one athletic is back Nobody. that far. Nobody. Ugh, they, they did have a nice one, too. They had the walk-off against the Jets when it was 6-6. Six to six, That was awesome. Turn. That was fun. True. 
But those are those your your two personally because you yeah. watch everything. Yep, those were my why. You guys got some. Uh, no, 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 no. We, I was we were thinking yeah. about it, and we yeah. Yeah. those were the two we listed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we listed. Believe it or not, uh, hopefully my enthusiasm for the game comes across each and every Sunday oh, to definitely. inform us well, of like what it could be. Well, well, no, but uh, like no, just my excitement for the game of the NFL, the yeah, sport. It does. Um, but I don't have a favorite NFL team. Really, a fantasy honest, team? Never. Now my favorite team is the Iron Bladders. My fantasy. That's your. That's team. the name of your team. Oh yeah, I thought that's what you. My fantasy football team, the Iron Black. That is awesome. But you went f- to the championship you, this year. Just saying, hey, highest scoring team in the league. Didn't no, take no the favorite team. <sighs> like obviously, you have your fantasy team, but yeah. is there a couple of players that you're just like, I enjoy watching this guy every single yeah. Sunday. I mean, the goat. I mean, it, like um, Tom Brady, and it's for a few reasons. One, because of his just excellence. Yep. Uh, and I'll tell you a little side story. I grew up in the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And grew so up definitely a, not a Lions fan. <laughs> no, I, I did grow up a Lions fan, but t- to be honest, I haven't lived there for years, and they're one of 32 teams yeah, to of me course. now. And, and look, at someday they might win something big, and I'll be thrilled because all my high school buddies will be going crazy for the Lions. Man but of the people. but I, I grew up in the Detroit area, and I tell you that because I grew up a Detroit Pistons fan, and I'm old enough to go back to the Bad Boys yeah. Pistons oh, yeah. era now. Who ended the Bad Boys Pistons era? It was Michael Jordan. And growing up in Detroit, when Jordan proved after the Pistons' amazing back-to-back championship run that it was basically over, people in Detroit hated Michael Jordan. And, and, And so I was like... This guy, he's just an athlete. He's not a he's not a great basketball player. And I robbed myself as a sports fan of of enjoying Michael Jordan's excellence. Wow. He would go for sixty on a on a night, and I could have watched the game. And you know what? I was like, ah, that guy. I was just I was just like bitter. And I ro- and I said, I'm never gonna do that again. When when his career was all said and done, there was a, it's not questioned. And for a lot of people, it's not even questioned anymore that Jordan is number one, and there is you know there is. You know, no <laughs> argument. Now, some people might do the LeBron I, thing. I get I'm, it. I'm, I get it. LeBron. I'm with we you. Argue. We argue okay. about it all. Okay, well, that's a separate issue. But everyone, when Jordan retired, he was number one, and there was no question. No yeah. Okay. So I rec- I look back at that time, and I said, Scott, you robbed yourself of enjoying one of the greatest athletes in the history. I said, I'm never going to do that again. again. So I'm not a Patriots fan, but when Tom Brady clearly had exhibited his excellence after two or three Super Bowls and just in in everything in Brady's career, I said, I'm not going to rob myself. I'm going to enjoy this guy's career because who knows how long it'll last. And he probably only has five or ten more years to go. So, you know, we we got to enjoy (laughs) 20. I mean, he might outlive me here, dude. But here in uh, the NFL. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Iron bladder. He's iron everything. Like, 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 yeah. yeah, And I I don't drink or, or, uh, you know, avocado tequila or uh, eat avocado ice cream for uh, for dessert like he does to keep himself tuned. But uh, last thing I'll say about Brady is this. I was at one of the Super Bowls that he played in. It's, they all blend together at this point. I was at one of the Super Bowls that he played in, and one of my duties early in the week of the Super Bowl is I do a stage show with both teams on Monday when they fly in. It used to be called Media Day. Now it's Super Bowl opening night. Mm-hmm. So it's the Monday before the game. And they have me go on stage, and I bring out, ladies and gentlemen, the NFC champion yeah. so-and-so team captains. 
and I list off the team captains. And the AFC champion, New England Patriots team captains, Tom Brady, and then list the rest. So we bring them out. The Vince Lombardi trophy's there. It's a made-for-TV moment, right? So we do this, and it's only they're on stage. They shake hands real quick, like a sportsmanship moment. And it's the last time they're going to be in the same building before Super Bowl Sunday. So it's kind of a cool thing for TV. So I do this. And we throw a commercial break uh, on the show that we were doing, and the stage lights go dim, and guys start walking off. All of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Brady. And he's a tall dude, so I looked up, and I'm like, hey, Tom. He's like, hey, Scott. He's like, and him and I had known each other a yeah. little bit, but uh, we weren't buddies. I mean, you've, you've announced him every year, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 my career yeah. Yeah, coincided. Uh, so he goes, I just want to say you do a great job on NFL Red Zone. <laughs> And I'm like, and I don't get starstruck, okay? I've dealt with every, not only every NFL player that there's been, I've, I've dealt with most of the biggest athletes in, yeah. in our society. But I was like, wow, that's pretty freaking cool. I the, mean, the, the coach. Wait, just, just, uh, uh, yeah, well, now, yeah. now I've, like, y'all tape and rerun the show throughout the week after. Oh, the I see where you're going with this. I thought the same thing. I'm like, Oh, Tom, thanks. I appreciate it. You're good at your job, too, Tom. You know, like, but uh, yeah. I'm thinking, when does he have a chance? To right. Play? And it's when he's playing on Monday night, he watches Red Zone on Sunday. Okay. When he's playing on Thursday night when he's on the bye week. Sure. Or when he's suspended by the league for deflating footballs yeah. for four games of a season. Yeah. You know, he watches. Yeah. No, I, I joke. But, or he's when he's but it, he posts on his Instagram. He'll post even this season. He posted when they had the bye week or maybe they had played on Thursday. He's sitting at his house, hanging out with you, with his dog by his lap, you know, watching NFL Red Zone. And I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. It's got to be a strategy, though, because you know what he sees? He sees like a lot of red zone defenses. I'm sure right? he gleans I was, stuff. I don't from know. It. Like he's but like I think he's a. I he just loves football, he's a right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's a junkie. I'm like, played till he's 45. Like yeah, he, I'm sure he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's denying that now. <laughs> well, and, and just found out Josh Allen too. Uh, this year, Josh Allen. Oh yeah. Uh, was doing an interview somewhere, and someone sends me the link when someone mentions it. But that Josh Allen says he, he's the same way. He when he's not playing. On Sunday, he's yeah. watching NFL. That tracks, zone, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely yeah. tracks. He's a, he's a total junkie. Yeah. Right. What uh, your your buddies back home, the Detroit guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they give you grief when like the Lions don't get enough run? Like uh, when they they're got a lot of run playing? this year, right? They scored year, a lot. They scored dude, a lot. They were one of the yeah. top offenses in the league for most of the season. That was his call and before the start of their somehow. Here's the funny thing: the Lions were probably we don't I don't stop watch it or anything, but the Lions were probably on red zone maybe more than most teams for two reasons: one, their offense really was clicking this year, defense. and two, their defense is on <laughs> NFL red zone a whole lot because they were they were hot. You know what? They were yeah. What was it that like week three when they played the Seahawks and they put up? It was like 52 like 40 40 something, yeah. something or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, that game was all over. Yeah. They lost. And, yeah, they both made adjustments in the season. But, yeah. you know, yeah. ta talking about some of these quarterbacks, though, uh, there's going to be a lot of shifting going around the NFL with some big name quarterbacks. Predictions on where these guys land. Oof. Aaron Rodgers, Oof. Derek Carr, Brady, Brady, Lamar, Lamar. And, Lamar. and if you if you want to extrapolate into the future, uh, we've got probably three that are going to go in the top ten in the yeah, draft. Yeah, please give right. me that. As well. Levis, Love that. Stroud, um, and Bryce Young. I mean, goodness. Okay, I think I think the biggest variable is Derek Carr. Okay. I think Derek Carr can be a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't think he's necessarily going to be Rodgers or 
Mahomes or or Brady in his prime that he's the reason that you go to the Super Bowl. Maybe Flacco, but he absolutely. I think he can be even better than what Flacco did in in, in Flacco's run, which was Flacco's run to get to the, his Super Bowl was was amazing. He's a good player. I think quarterback I think Derek Carr is is or can be a top ten quarterback. So you take you take a look at a team like Washington. Okay. Take a look at a team like Indianapolis. Yep. Um. I think he could be. I think he could be in play, but I think he is. Depending on what style of offense you want to run, I think he is the first linchpin in in free agency. Yeah, the when, domino. Wherever play. he goes, then a lot of dominoes will fall after that. Okay. And then I think I think your teams like I think your Houston Texans and and those type of teams Draft. that are in complete rebuild, they're going to look at Bryce Young. They're going to look at at uh, uh, C.J. Stroud. The Indianapolis thing is interesting to go get a vet to then draft a guy to play to sit basically for a no, year you can't, draft, yep. you can't do yep. you can't double dip like that why not no, no because if you take Derek Carr you got to make you got to go for a play no, 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 not Derek Carr but if they took a vet like Brady or Rodgers oh. that plays for two more years yeah. and they let a guy groom underneath him I, I think Rodgers is staying in Green Bay okay. I think it's I think it's retirement or he stays in Green Bay and he's got what is it 59 million or something yeah. like that he's he's gonna <laughs> He's gonna. I gotta think he stays in Green. What about Brady? What about Brady? Yeah, I think Brady leaves the Buccaneers, and I don't know. As as we speak here today, you probably all saw the the soundbite from Tom Brady on his own podcast where he was like, "If I knew what I was gonna bleep and do, I would have already bleep and done it by now." Which was a real bizarre answer on his own podcast. He was acting like <laughs> yeah. he was acting like he ambushed me with that question. <laughs> I didn't like, know no. anyone was going to ask me about my future. Duh. The great thing about but, podcasts that you host is you get to say when, <laughs> when, and you can where also, you want to record. Edit like, it out too. He was a friend of yeah. mine, and Jim Gray's a good buddy of Tom Brady's, and they do it every week. It's like a thing. It's like he really didn't think he was I, like that was that was bizarre. But whatever, he's Tom. He can do whatever he wants. He has earned as much runway yeah. as he wants to make his decision. But I think he leaves there. I think he might there's Replace. a chance. I think he could go to Vegas. Ugh. I think he could go to Vegas. Dude, why? That'd be insane. Um, why? But they, they're not going to be better than the Chargers and the Chiefs, right? I have, I have a, also a little side theory about Tom Brady. Yeah. And I told my brother lives in Boston and yeah. is a massive, has become a big Patriots fan over the years. And so was a huge Brady fan through all the, the great times. I said when Brady left and he came down to Tampa Bay, which was if you remember, we all look back at it now and we're like, okay, Bizarre. he made the playoffs three years, they won the Super Bowl, it was mission accomplished, right? right? right. And going when he went there, it was like he chose the Bucks, and it was there were some rumors that it was like he only had like two options, and he didn't want to go. The I think Chargers. the Chargers were the yeah. other one. Uh, he didn't. He, he, so he ended up with the Bucks. <laughs> right. Not it was like I think I can win a Super Bowl here. Of course they do go and win the Super Bowl. But I said Brian, you watch. And I used to live in Tampa myself. My, my TV career has taken me all over living-wise. I'm like, Tampa is an amazing place to live. And I'm telling you, a guy who's played his entire career in Foxborough, yeah. when by December paradise. through the through the Super Bowl. No income like, tax? You literally, no no income tax, sunshine. Oh, we want to take the wave runners out, you know, yeah. in, in the backyard. You know, there's the Gulf of Mexico right there. And, and sure enough, I think he fell in love with that area now it doesn't mean that he's going to stay there but i think he is excluding any i would think he would exclude any cold weather options oh my god you can't go back you know it, 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 i mean he could but because like even as great as he is what does he really have 
another season, two seasons, maybe. Well, I mean, come on, it's gonna fall off at some point. I think that it's got to be a team that is already ready to win right now. And I, I was throwing this out there that potentially, let's see how far the Niners go. But Brock was Mister Irrelevant, right? He wasn't supposed to be the starter. What happens if Brady goes? I want to retire in where I grew up, where I started playing football, <sighs> the team that I grew up watching in the Niners. Play for one season, let Brock learn from me, and then go. What if he wins? Yeah. I mean, what if Brock, if Brock wins? wins? I don't know. I mean, it's Brady. You're gonna turn him down, Scott. What do you do if Brock wins? And he wants. Tom wants to go play there. Look at the NFL is you know not for long, and it would not shock me if they made a run. If they got to the Super Bowl, which they're one win away, and Purdy has played extremely clean. Hasn't lost a game. He hasn't lost, of course. Right. But, but I'm saying his play itself. We have not had that moment of. There's why he was the last pick in the draft. Right. There's why he's had a couple of questionable throws that actually should have been picked off that yeah. weren't. The defenders yeah. dropped, but but he's still gotten away with it. Trayvon Diggs. And come on, uh, yeah, well, oh, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Cowboys guy, so okay. that was that was yeah, rough you, for me. You had that yeah. burned in your frontal yeah. lobe, unfortunately. Yeah. But so um, I think if Purdy, if Purdy gets to the Super Bowl, I think I think it's a I think we got a Tom Brady situation on our hands or a Kurt Warner situation on our hands. He's the franchise quarterback. And now, doesn't mean that you couldn't, if there's one person in the world yeah, that you could bring in and say, Brock, look it, you might have to just go back to being a backup. For but then, of course, they've got all kinds of issues. Jimmy Garoppolo's not as much of an issue because I think you can move on from his contract. Well, what do you do with Trey Lance? You used all that draft capital to go and get him. And do we even know what Trey Lance is? I, I, I yeah, don't. No. It, the, but the it minute, would, the it minute would you, really muddle the situation. But the, the minute you win a Super Bowl, though, you're having the like, Derek Carr is maybe a guy you can win with. Not win because, but win with, right? Like, And a lot of people would probably like, put Dak in that category, maybe Kirk Cousins. Like that, those guys are peers, I feel like, in that like power ranking of QBs. Yep. yep. But if Brock wins, he won. Yeah. And he's, what, and he's going into about? year two. What, what did you draft Trey Lance for? Right. To win a Super Bowl. What did you right. give up? And if Brock Purdy does it, it's picks. like, God bless. If you he, did it. If he like, does it one time, why couldn't he do it again? It's like, you, you yeah. like, yeah. yeah. You give up a lot to get Trey Lance. You give up a lot of picks to get Trey Lance. It's not like they just took him. It, it's one of those deals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. It's yeah. like it's like going but, to a nice steakhouse and getting full on bread. You know, like yeah. you paid all this money for the steak, <laughs> but you ate all the bread and you're full. You got the job done. That is yeah. actually that's a really good comp, dude. Uh, and and you, you, if if you get full on bread at a steakhouse, you don't necessarily have to buy the hundred and fifty dollar uh, right. porterhouse. Exactly. You know, uh, and and uh, talk about Brock Purdy. You know what Brock Purdy makes this year? What? Less than a mil, right? Nine hundred thousand something and change. Yeah. So, seventh round like, money, and, baby. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> seventh round money. Yeah, no, no negotiation for Super Bowl incentives. That. He might have made more money in NIL. Uh, Iowa State. Yeah, Wait, and he'll make more in endorsements, too. Yeah. The, the kid is something. It's one of the great stories of this year. If he can get one more win, no rookie. People think, oh, yeah, there's been a rookie. that's No rookie has started in the Super Bowl. No rookie has looked more like a rookie. <laughs> Yeah. That, wait, just like he looks like looks like a rookie. Oh, yeah, visage wise, <laughs> he looks yeah, like he's he looks fourteen. Like he Maybe he's from yeah. in, in, in a yeah. suburb in yeah. you know Ohio somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you friends. make of these teams? I mean, what are your predictions here for this weekend? <sighs> I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a gambling man, but I understand that the lines, or at least the odds for yeah. these Bengals these are favored. Are so the Bengals are favored going into Arrowhead. Yep. Uh, now, a lot of that is due to people just assuming what they think Mahomes' ankle will or won't be. But you can make a strong argument for all four of these teams. Sure. At the beginning of the postseason, I, 
I said Chiefs Niners, beginning of the postseason, Chiefs Niners. And I did that for two reasons. One, because defense still wins. Yep. And San Francisco is salty. Now, Eagles defense is amazing. And the Bengals defense is a lot better than what oh, yeah. we're credit to. Chiefs defense is, is middle of the road. But I, I said defense wins championships. The Niners have the best defense in the NFL. And Purdy is clean this far. I said, give me the Niners. And then I said Chiefs, but I did that solely on Mahomes will find a way. Right. Mahomes will find a way. So I guess I'll stick with that right now. I think I now if you if you told me, you know, gun to my head, what do I what do I think will happen now? You could make an argument that it's the other way around. Philadelphia looked like a, an absolute buzzsaw last week. Crazy. And yeah. just and hurts, I understand the shoulders still dinged, but it, it didn't look like it was a problem at didn't all. Matter. They didn't matter. And AJ Brown score. didn't really do anything last week, and they and they were they were in, incredible. Right. So I, Philadelphia, and it's at Philly, of course. Uh, and then Joe Burrow. You want to go bet against Joe Burrow? You, no, go not ahead. Doing it. I mean, go what, ahead. Was it you that like, said? I'll I never said on. It. I said it earlier this week. It. I'm never ever going to bet I, against that guy. Yeah. So at least I, uh, if I'm betting money, I'm certainly I, never betting. Against I'll him. say Chiefs Niners, but it it would not shock me at all if it's the exact opposite. Way to save yourself. Yeah, I know <laughs> how, how bad that is. <laughs> Way to save yourself. A couple for you. A couple quick hitters. Team you were most impressed with, and team you were least impressed with this year. For the whole season. Yeah. I thought the Detroit Lions were one of the shocking teams, and I think the Lions are absolutely set up for success next year. Mm -hmm. Remember, they get an extra pick, extra first-round yeah. pick because of the Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff deal, and that, that one's in the top ten because of the way the Rams, you know, soiled themselves this year. <laughs> uh, uh, so, the opposite of iron bladders. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the Lions were awesome. Nobody wanted to see it. The Lions would have, if, if week 18 would have, would have clicked for them the right way, obviously they ended up winning yeah, at Lambeau yeah. Field. But if Seattle would have lost, Lions would have been in. Right. Nobody wanted to see the Lions yeah. in, the, in the first round. Nobody great. wanted to see the Lions in the first round. So them. the Lions were one of the surprise teams. Uh, to me, and then of course the Jags too were one of the great surprise teams. They were yeah. picking number one in the draft for two straight years, yeah. and then a new head coach unlocks to a degree unlocks Trevor Lawrence, oh, and, and they've got some defensive. You think he's he's fully there? I yeah. still think there's. Uh, I still think I, I need to quarter. see a lot more growth. I'm not saying he's dominated. not a great player. Like I think. Yeah, but you get when you're in that division next year, and you get to play the Texans twice, and you get to play the Colts there, twice. There it like, is. Build a lot of confidence next year. The Titans twice, dude. The Titans stunk. Yeah. And Titans got some decisions to make. Titans yeah. could be in that quarterback sweepstakes. Absolutely. Know, as well. Definitely. Uh, and the team that I'm most, I was most let down in? Yeah. Those Los Angeles Rams, the worst record in the history of being a Super Bowl champion. And, and there were, injuries, there were of multiple reasons yeah. for it. Injuries being at the top of the list. But, but still, even before, it was a even bad before Stafford and, and Donald went down, they were not. They did not look like the reigning world champions. Yeah, I mean, a record's a really record. bad hangover. People talk about those records. It's, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that there, there's where it is. But yeah, yeah. All right, you're a man of faith. Yes. What was your? Oh my God, this makes me believe moment in sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a man of faith, I don't need uh, sports you don't need outcomes. It, of course, but of course. I don't like, need sports outcomes to say, Lord, you exist. But, uh, <laughs> But oh, what was it? Uh, Anything oh, ever. Oh, man. I, I was not prepared for this question. Uh, more of these coming. Okay. What was the one that just made me go, oh, wow. Um, can I give you – it wasn't a play or even a game. It yeah. was a moment. It was the way that the NFL community 
the sports community and the and the country and even really the world to a degree came together when we saw a life and death crisis on the field with Demar Hamlin, yeah. And when everybody went to, you know, I'm praying for you and whatnot. And of course, people put that on social media. I hope a lot. Of, I hope everybody means it when they say that. But I think uh, the way people came together with there, I was like, I was like, Lord, I think you're doing something with this and through this. A, a disastrous potentially deadly circumstance being turned into something that's been positive and good. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, Brought a lot of people together. People. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I, pretty cool. Thing. I told them, I was like, it's a shame that it's something that was potentially tragic yeah. that brought people together and, and that more things that aren't positive also bring people together. But true. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'll tell you how positive the DeMar Hamlin thing was. I saw more thoughts and prayers tweets without the replies of your thoughts and prayers mean nothing. Yeah. You know, you see, you see something in society, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, God forbid, but like a mass shooting or something, and someone says thoughts and prayers, and people reply, their thoughts and prayers don't mean anything. We need legislation for this, or we need, you know, da, 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 right. and they bark at each other, even over a, uh, over a tragedy. I'm like, that's so, that's the wasteland of social media for you. But with Damar Hamlin, I didn't see anyone pushing back at like, no, thoughts and prayers, let's lift this guy up. Let's lift up these doctors and nurses in prayer and say, right. Lord, just somehow, if you can, you know, help him get through in something that we have never seen before on an NFL field in the modern history of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was really, really remarkable and yeah. positive. Yeah. They're the positive. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see him on an NFL field again. Oh, he's going to find a way to play. Year. He's going to find Christian a way to play. Christian Erickson, he, the Denmark forward, he yes. collapsed. Yeah. And he yes. played again. They're like, oh, he'll never play again. He, he played in the most recent World Cup. I mean, with modern medicine, like the yeah. marvels you can do. Like the fact that Adrian Peterson, like obviously it's not as hard, but could tear his ACL and then run for 2,000 yards right. next year. It, it's, yeah. it's unheard of what these people can do. All right, last two, man. What? is left for you in broadcasting. You obviously have the red zone. It's your thing. You're going to Trebek this thing and just do it your entire career? I, you are, you are a natural a, that's a good analogy. Too, that is a good by analogy, the way, man. because, you know, Alex Trebek and Jeopardy, it wasn't the Alex Trebek show, but his skill set married so perfectly with the requirements of the job that it became synonymous. If mm -hmm. you knew or watched Jeopardy, you knew Alex Trebek, right? right? And he made a career out of it. Yeah. And he, he uh, apparently he loved doing it till his till his last days. And goat. I love doing. He's a goat. I, he is. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I love doing red zone as long as the NFL treats me right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do good by the NFL. And and uh, and now that I've been on the Believe podcast here with you guys, oh, I, hey man, I, you can come anytime. I mean it, the. The check the check you boxes are, are getting filled up. Yeah. Everyone asked me, yeah, do you want to go <laughs> Anchor Sports Center or something like that? Now, you know what? I, 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 I love my gig because I'll tell you what. If I wasn't hosting NFL Red Zone, I'd be watching it. Yeah. So it's like, nah, put me in that I cap. Mean, we're hanging out with you every weekend. And it's, so. I appreciate it, boy. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm like, re it's family. really bizarre not hearing you. Like, I know we're on a couch. Yeah. But not like hearing you like oh, on a couch. on your couch. Hungover. Yeah. yeah like, being <laughs> sober. I got, I got wings like, in front of me. I will be in a deli ordering, uh, I'll take a turkey on wheat, no onion, no tomato. And then like guy next to me will go like this, like this, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I had a guy in the in a parking lot at a grocery store. It's the voice too. Saw that me. They, yeah, I think it's because my voice. This is my talking voice. Yeah. My I mean, dude, you walked like, in. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, on, I inherited it from my dad. Now it's professionally trained too, but my dad had a big booming voice and and a strong, uh, authoritative voice, and I guess I've inherited that, and I'm thankful. And of course, it's it you know it's the voice that you hear saying. 
touchdown Raiders, touchdown Patriots, touchdown Chiefs. So it's got that Pavlovian response of, you know, positive yeah. reinforcement. Uh, but I had a guy in a parking lot in a grocery store. I was pulling like the bags out of my trunk or I had to go in the grocery store and do some shopping. He's like two or three parking spots over. And he goes, give it to me. Give it to me. And I'm like, and I could tell his voice was coming in my direction. And I look over. <laughs> and then he's like got a smile on his face. And I'm like, and he looked like he was a football fan. Like, yeah, was, like a pitcher. And I'm like, I just looked at him. I go, seven hours of commercial free football <laughs> start now. And he goes, yes. Uh, he got into his car. <laughs> you made that away. guy's week. And I was like, I was like, wow, this has been the touchstone of my career to the sports fan of America and really the world. We're an international show. I hear from people in multiple continents that say NFL Red Zone is the way that they consume pro football. Wow. And that's very gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if I may give one more analogy, it's like, why would Coach K leave? He's the king of his own castle to go to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Like, you're the king of your own castle you, at Red Zone. Yeah. There's no point in like jumping ship. Yeah. I mean, that's and what I would if, say. if you love it and you believe in your job and you believe what you're doing, you know, fulfills you and makes an impact for the people that you're serving, in my case, the audience, don't, don't mess up a good thing. Mm -hmm. Coach K did coach the dream team, though, so we'll figure out. Right. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure out That's what your dream team is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can yeah. give me a moonlighting job, yeah. the equivalent of coaching the dream team. Jim Beheim, Sign me up. I'll give you Beheim then. Yeah, oh, how do you mean? Like, he, well, he never went to the NBA. Just oh, oh Beheim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like, just like and the Q's yeah, yeah. connection, but, uh, too. Uh, oh, the, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, gotta love it. Yeah. Last one. Yep. We ask everybody this. You playing, you watching, you anything. Your favorite sports memory ever. Okay. I had one day that was my favorite sports day ever. Okay. I grew up in, in suburban Detroit, as I told you. And my eighth grade football team, I played, I went to school at, at, a, at a small Catholic school that didn't have its own football team. So I got like a special petition sign that I could go play at a different Catholic school <laughs> that had a football team. Like my parents were awesome. They let me do That's that. Great. And it, and we won our eighth grade flag football or flag football, tackle football championship, guardian angels against La Salette. I remember it. And the winner of that game got to go play in the silver dome got to go play an exhibition in the Silverdome as wow. an eighth grader, which is, for those who don't know, that was the old Lions Stadium. You know, it was one of the classic, I mean, it was kind of, it wasn't really a great stadium, but it was, for a kid, it was Mecca, right? So we won, and then that night, it was in October, I don't remember the exact date, but it was 1984, the Detroit Tigers won the World oh, Series. Oh, beat the Padres. Beat the Padres, <laughs> Kurt Gibson, I'm upper Padres deck, fed. upper. Oh, you are okay. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a, I mean, that was that <laughs> that Tigers team was no one was getting over that. No. So, uh, and I went to the game. My wow. dad sold wow. a couple of tickets. So I won <sighs> in the in the day. I, I it must have been a Saturday. It, we during the day we won our eighth grade championship in in football. And then I went to the Detroit Tigers clinching World Series game That's at cool. Old Tiger Stadium, and that was the that was the greatest you day know, of my sports. I'm life. a Padres fan. We don't have a World Series, but it mean it's it's okay because you got that moment. That, oh, thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. That's wow. an amazing sports that, day. That's I mean, good, that, it was uh, it's like, tough to tough to beat. Yeah, and I've done some things, fellas. Yeah. I've been to 
15 Super Bowls or something like that. I've been, I've been on the sidelines for most of those Super Bowls. I have done some incredible things. That, from my childhood, is the memory that... that so not a Lions fan, but a Tigers fan still, yes? Uh, you know what? I, I, yeah, the Detroit teams. Yeah, the okay. Detroit teams. My stepmom is a massive sports fan on, on a number of levels uh, for all the Detroit teams. So I'm happy when they win, but it's not like I'm you know, waving a banner or anything right, like right. that. I love drama. In all my sports, okay. I can get into a tiddlywinks competition <laughs> if you can tell me the backstory of this player and this player <laughs> and why this moment is something that's that's huge or, or dramatic. Yep. You love it. You love, love the it. Heat. Love the juice. Awesome, Scott. Thank you so much for joining you guys, us. The you Believe Network, the Charity Stripe fans out there, drag both feet and bounce, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. Thank Appreciate you, Scott. Appreciate you, fellas. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.